شهد الله أنه لا إله إلا هو والملائكة والملائكة وأولو العلم قائما بالقسط لا إله إلا هو العزيز الحكيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم مبارك على عبده ورسوله نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين ما بعد فtoday's lesson is carrying on from words يعني cleaning a person's words from شرك and making the person's words يعني pure with the توحيد and so today we're going to be on the bab man jaa bab ma jaa fi man lam yaqna' bil halif billah this is for someone who is not pleased with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as the one being sworn by and the meaning of that is someone he swears to you by Allah he says wallahi i didn't do such and such thing or wallahi i done this and that and he says don't swear to me by Allah swear to me by the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam swear to me by someone else other than Allah and this is what we're talking about in this hadith so he says, and Ibn Umar radiyallahu anhuma, anna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam aqal, Ibn Umar, he narrates that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, la tahlifu bi abaikum, do not swear by your fathers. And that is because the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told us that you're not allowed to swear by anyone other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Man kana halifan, falyahlif billahi awli yasmut. Whoever is going to take an oath, or taken uh, swearing by anyone, then swear by Allah. فليحلف بالله أو ليصمت or keep quiet, right? ومن حلف بغير الله فقد كفر أو أشرك. In other hadith, whoever swears by other than Allah, then he's committed kufr or he's committed shirk. So he said, do not swear by your fathers, because from the way of the the people at that time is that they would say وأبي وأبي I swear by my father. So the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he said لا تحلفوا بأبائكم. Do not swear by your fathers. مَنْ حَلَفَ بِاللَّهِ فَلْيَصْدُقُ And when you swear by Allah, then tell the truth. So do not lie when you swear by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the one who lies when swearing by Allah azza wa jal, it is known as الْيَمِينُ الْغَمُوسِ He has taken an oath. الْغَمُوسِ الْغَمُوسِ meaning is a major sin. And what it means is that this oath that he has taken by other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so bad, or by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he's lied, it's so bad that it puts a person and it surrounds him and it dips him into the fire. That's why it's called the Yamin al Ghamus, someone who swears by Allah and lies. Yamin al Ghamus. And whoever it is sworn to, sworn to by Allah, then let him. Who's got, who's got tissue? Whoever, whoever now it is sworn to him by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, someone says to him, Wallahi. Allah says, He says, فَلْيَرْضَى Then let him be pleased with it. I got it. فَلْيَرْضَى Let him be pleased with that. Exactly. Let him be pleased with that, 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 that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as one being sworn by. And then He says, وَمَنْ لَمْ يَرْضَى Whoever is not pleased with Allah being the one being sworn by, then he is not from Allah. And this is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, <coughs> is freeing himself from him. So Allah is freeing himself from the one who is not pleased with Allah 
as the one being sworn by. So someone says to you, Wallahi, and you say, no, don't swear to me by Allah, swear to me by someone else. So you know, please do that, Allah is free from that person. This tarkib, remember last time we mentioned the tarkib of the wording when it says, huwa bihi kufr, bihi kufr, what does that show? Minor kufr, it shows minor kufr, bihi kufr. That shows major kufr when it comes. فَلَيْسَ مِنَ اللَّهِ يعني is major kufr. Like Allah says in the Quran, لا يتخذ المؤمنون الكافرين أولياء من دون المؤمنين ومن يفعل ذلك فليس من الله في شيء That the, uh, no one takes the disbelievers as awliya instead of the believers. And whoever does that, فليس إلا أن تتقوا منهم تقاء Then you're not from Allah at all. يعني you help the belie- disbelievers against the be- believers because of their religion. Okay, ومن يفعل ذلك whoever does that فليس من الله في شيء He's a disbeliever. Unless you have, you're doing it because you're scared of them, uh, because of their power, the kuffar. And Allah says, That shows major, major kuffar, right? As Ibn Jarir mentions in his tafsir. Here similarly, in this hadith, he says, That he's not from Allah, then this is major kuffar. So that shows that anyone who's not pleased with Allah being sworn by, he says, don't swear to me by Allah, swear to me by someone else. That shows no doubt a disrespect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And عَدَمُ تَعْظِيمِ اللَّهِ It shows a lack of respect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And not respecting Allah is no doubt major kufr. رواه ابن ماجه بسند حسن It's narrated by ابن ماجه and the chain of narration is Hassan. And there's another benefit. Al-Bukhari رحمه الله تعالى mentions a hadith narrated by Abu Huraira رضي الله عنه that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he said أن عيسى ابن مريم رأى رجلا يسرق عيسى he saw a man stealing and so, Isa ibn Maryam, he said to the man, Asaraqta, did you steal? And so the man said, Kalla wallahi alladhi la ilaha ghayruh. I swear by Allah, no, I didn't steal. But Isa saw someone steal. He saw him stealing. And so, Isa ibn Maryam, he said, Kathabtu aini wa amantu billah. I have belied my eyes. What I've seen, I don't believe it. I don't believe in what I've seen. But I believe in Allah. You saw by Allah, then I'm going to believe in it. And that shows that, that the person of Tawheed, is someone who venerates the the, swear, the oath by Allah and venerates the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's why we're gonna we're gonna take or we've already taken the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Man Whoever asks you by Allah, then give it to him. Whoever he asks by Allah, give it to him. And that's out of respect in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Similarly here, we're not, it's not the same masala, but it's similar. <laughs> So he says, the masail of this bab is that you're not allowed to swear by your, father, by your forefathers. I swear my, my dad's life, I swear my mom's life. Not allowed, huh? That if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who's being sworn by, then you need to be pleased with that. The threat for the one who's not pleased with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be sworn by. <laughs> and that is that he's not from Allah, meaning that is major kufr billahi azza wa jal. The next one, which is also to do with, with words, babu qawli ma sha Allah wa shit. What is the punishment for someone who swears by Allah? The one, the punishment for the one who swears by Allah and then lies is that he's committed a major sin. As for it being a specific punishment that's been narrated, then Allah alam, but, uh, it's a lie, يعني. it's a major sin. 
And that is for someone to say whatever Allah wills and whatever you will at the same time. So someone says whatever Allah wills and whatever you will, whatever you will as well. So our, for example, someone out of respect for this person, uh, out of seemingly respect, he thinks it's respect. He says to this person, whatever you want and whatever Allah wants. And thereby making him and Allah say the same. And this is something that is not allowed. And it's shirk in wording. And it's a minor type of shirk. Minor shirk in the words. Okay? And something that's not allowed. This is what he's talking about. So he says, And Qutayla anna Yahudiyan at Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Qutayla, she narrates, and Qutayla is from the companions of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, from the females. And they say that this is the only hadith that she's narrated. Allahu alam, if the, that needs to be double checked. Like in, they say that this is the only hadith that she's narrated. And Qutayla anna Yahudiyan, a Jewish person came, and then atan, he came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and he said, Innakum tushirikun. The Jew came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and said, and you, you Muslims commit shirk. You say whatever Allah wills and whatever you will. And you say I swear by the Kaaba. So the Prophet وسلم, he commanded them that if you want to take an oath, say by the Lord of the Kaaba. Don't say because you're only allowed to swear by Allah. And the Kaaba is a creation from the creations of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. <laughs> وَأَنْ يَقُولُوا And the Prophet ﷺ also commanded them أَنْ يَقُولُوا to say مَا شَاءَ اللَّهُ ثُمَّ شِئْتَ Say what Allah wills and then what you will. So the difference between the minor shirk and something being permissible is what? One word. One word. مَا شَاءَ اللَّهُ ثُمَّ شِئْتَ And if you say whatever Allah wills and then what you will. As, and that's allowed. As opposed to saying what Allah wills and whatever you wills. And that's, that's the type of shirk. Minor shirk. And that, that shows something. And the scholars they mention that Tawheed Tawheed asfa shay'in ala al-itlaq Tawheed is the most pure thing The most pure thing There's nothing more pure than Tawheed And when something is so, 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 so clean What does that mean? It can get dirty by anything small, right? Something that's white If you go white, white thawb Anything small, even a bit, a bit of dust to make it dirty, right? Tawheed kathalik Someone has the asl of Tawheed your wording can affect your tawheed. The way you carry yourself, the way you word, it has an effect on your, your belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the way you act towards Allah. If someone, his belief, look at the Prophet sallallahu we're going to see in the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa here, the Jew man came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa and told him this. We're going to see in the next hadith that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa he said, I used to dislike it anyway. But then now when, I, when the person saw the dream, we're going to see that there's a dream. When you saw the dream, now I, 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 I want to make sure that you, you don't do it. What does that show? That the completion of the Tawheed of the Prophet وسلم, that he saw it, his Tawheed was so pure that he would see these words and he would dislike them. But he wouldn't say anything because he, not, he hasn't got a command from Allah yet to say it's haram. But he still would dislike it. Do you understand? So saying, MashaAllahu, thumma shit, MashaAllahu, wa shi'ta is two between, the difference between is like the sky and the earth. Okay? And that's important for a person to know that this, this, this veneration in Allah is not something that's easy in the heart of a muhid, of a person of Tawheed, the veneration that they have of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is huge. That even the smallest dot affects them. And that's the, that's the purity of Tawheed. وَلَهُ أَيْضَ رَوَهُ النَّسَائِيُ وَصَحَحَةً And Nasai narrated that. And Nasai also narrates عن Ibn Abbas. Ibn Abbas, he said, أَنَّ رَجُلًا A man came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he said, مَا شَاءَ اللَّهُ وَشِئْتَ Trying to show respect to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
whatever Allah, he said whatever Allah wills and whatever you will. فقال, and so the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam responded, أَجَعَلْتَنِي لِلَّهِ نِدَّ قُلْ مَا شَاءَ اللَّهُ وَحْدَهِ Did you make me a partner with Allah? You're saying whatever Allah wills and whatever you will. أَجَعَلْتَنِي لِلَّهِ نِدَّ Did you make me a partner with Allah? So he said, قُلْ مَا شَاءَ اللَّهُ وَحْدَهِ Say what Allah wills alone. And this is from the perfection of the Tawheed. Even if, it, even if the, the, the Mashia, your, your will, you do have a will. And Allah's will is above that will, no doubt. Like in you, as a human being, you have a will, right? You have a choice. You want something to happen. You have that will. And it is true that the Prophet ﷺ had a will. But he, he, he denied what? That the will of Allah and His will being the same. Allahu wa shi'ta. Whatever Allah wills and whatever you will. No. You're meant to say, Allahu, whatever Allah wills. And then what you will after that. Like in the Prophet وسلم, out of the perfection of Tawheed, he said, Allahu wahda. What Allah wills alone, nothing else. And that's again, this is the higher level. So it's allowed, so if, if we want to put it into categories, you're allowed to, this is really annoying, that noise. Then um, if you want, if you want to put it into categories, you say, Allahu What's the ruling on that? Whatever Allah wills and whatever you will. What's the ruling on that? Minus shirk, it's not allowed. Don't try to say that the will of Allah is the same as the will of anyone else. The second category is Allahu thumma shi'ta. What Allah wills and then what you will. What category is that? That's allowed, right? Then the third one is Allahu wahda. You say only Allah wills, whatever Allah wills. And that is the best. That you say, this is what Prophet وسلم, guided us to. He said, Qul Allahu wahda. Say whatever Allah wills alone, no one else. That's out of respect of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَلِبْنِ مَاجَةِ ابْنِ مَاجَةِ He narrates أَنِ الطُّفَيْلِ أَخِي عَائِشَةَ لِأُمِّهِ لِأُمِّهَا الطُّفَيْلِ the, the, the brother of Aisha رضي الله عنها from her mother قال she said, He said رَأَيْتُ كَأَنِّي أَتَيْتُ عَلَى نَفْرٍ مِّنَ الْيَهُودِ I saw in a dream as if I, I, I came to a group of the Jews قلت, So I said to these Jews إنكم, uh, قلت إِنَّكُمْ لَأَنْتُمُ الْقَوْمَ لَوْ لَأَنَّكُمْ تَقُولُونَ عُزَيْرٌ ابْنُ اللَّهِ he said, I said to these Jews in my dream when I was walking past them, he said, you people are good people. If only you didn't say, Uzair is the son of Allah. And if only you didn't commit shirk, then you would have, you would have, you would have been upon good. قَالُوا وَإِنَّكُمْ لَأَنْتُمُ الْقَوْمِ لَوْ لَا أَنَّكُمْ تَقُولُونَ مَا شَاءَ اللَّهُ وَشَاءَ مُحَمَّدٍ صلى الله عليه وسلم. And you, are, you people are, the great, are good people. The Jews in the dream is saying to Tufayl, you people are also good. If only you didn't say whatever Allah wills, and whatever Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wills. You put the will of Allah and the will of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam together. ثُمَّ مَرَرْتُ بِنَفَرٍ مِنَ النَّصَارَى And then so I walked past a group of the Christians in the dream. And I said, he said the same thing. He said, you are, the, you, you are, the, are good people. If only you didn't say Al-Masih ibn Allah. If only you didn't say that the uh, Al-Masih, the Messiah, يعني Isa ibn Maryam, Jesus, is the son of Allah. If you didn't say that, you would have been, you would have been at least upon some good. قَالُوا وَإِنَّكُمْ أَنْتُمُ الْقَوْمِ لَوْ لَأَنَّكُمْ تَقُولُونَ مَا شَاءَ اللَّهُ وَشَاءَ مُحَمَّدٍ and you Muslims would be good if it wasn't for the fact that you say whatever Allah wills and whatever Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wills. You put them together. فَلَمَّا أَصْبَحْتُ He said, when I woke up, أَخْبَرْتُ بِهَا مَنْ أَخْبَرْتُ I told some people about this dream. ثُمَّ أَتَيْتُ النَّبِيَّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ فَأَخْبَرْتُهُ And then I came to the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم and I told him about this dream. فَقَالَ He said, هَلْ أَخْبَرْتَ بِهَا أَحَدًا The Prophet said, so the Prophet ﷺ responded and he stood up. 
stood up amongst the people and he started giving them a lecture, a talk. عَلَيْهِ And so he praised Allah and he mentioned the names and the description of Allah. Then he said, أَمَّا بَعْدِ فَإِنَّ طُفَيْلًا رَأَى رُؤْيَا أَخْبَرَ بِهَا مَنْ أَخْبَرَ مِنْكُمْ Tufail, he saw this dream and he told some people about this dream. Whoever knows about this dream, he knows. Tufail told some of you lot. وَإِنَّكُمْ قُلْتُمْ كَلِمَةً كَانَ يَمْنَعُنِي كَذَا وَكَذَا أَنْ أَنْهَاكُمْ عَنْهَا And you people, you Muslims, you used to say something that some, such and such used to prevent me from preventing you from it. يعني, I, hear, I hear this word, you guys say, Allah wa Muhammad Whatever Allah wills and whatever Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa wills. I used to hear this. But certain things used to prevent me from prohibiting you, saying don't say it. I wouldn't say that. Why? Some of the scholars, they say it was because he never got revelation about it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't tell him that this is haram at that time. And that shows that it's not major shirk. Because if it was major shirk, it would have been haram from the beginning of Islam, right? The fact that it is, that shows that it's minor shirk. So he said, Something used to prevent me from preventing you. Some scholars they say it's because he didn't get revelation for about it. فَلَا تَقُولُوا So do not say مَا شَاءَ اللَّهُ وَشَاءَ مُحَمَّدٍ Do not say مَا شَاءَ اللَّهُ وَأَبَا مُحَمَّدٍ was as well. And at the same time وَلَكِنْ قُولُوا مَا شَاءَ اللَّهُ وَحْدَهِ Say whatever Allah wills alone. And again look at this. this and if the Prophet والسلام, Do you think a man who is not a prophet, who is a liar, would say يعني, do you think a man who's, who's, who's actually a liar, he's lying about his prophethood, do you think he'll say something like this? Never. He's belittling, not belittling himself, like he's putting himself, himself in, his, in his position. The Prophet والسلام, is putting himself in the position that he knows Allah gave to him. And we're going to come, we've, we've seen in the hadith of the Prophet وسلم, he said, لا, لا Don't go extremes, don't go overboard with me, like the, like the, like the, like the, um, the Christians. They went to overboard with Jesus, Isa ibn Maryam. Innama ana abdun. I'm only a slave. Abdullahi wa rasoolu. I'm a slave of Allah and a messenger of Allah. Faqulu. So say, Abdullahi wa rasoolu. Call me them slave of Allah and a messenger of Allah. Don't go overboard with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So what about today when people are going to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he's saying he's the shifa. He's the one who cures the people. And they say that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has power of everything. And he knows the unseen. And he knows everything in the heavens and the earth. And you can go and make dua to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam in his grave. And you say, not only that, forget about the not only the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Today is also people like Abdul Qadir al Jilani, rahimahullah, from the great scholars. They go and they say he has that power. When the Prophet alaihi salatu wasallam himself says that he doesn't have that power, and they're giving it to the, the Prophet alaihi salatu wasallam. Forget about major major shirk with him. Go making dua to the Prophet alaihi salatu wasallam or seeking shafa'a from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, intercession, yani asking him to help you, or seeking istighatha, asking the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to save you. Forget about that. Ma sha'a Allahu wa shi'ta, wa sha'a Muhammad. Just to say whatever Allah wills, and to put the will of Allah and the will of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam together is a type of minor shirk. So what about someone who goes to his grave and asks him this instead of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Yani they go to the Prophet alayhi salatu wa sallam, Shaykh Abdul Qadir al-Jilani, Ali ibn Abi Talib radiyallahu anhu, the companion Ali ibn Abi Talib, the one, they, 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 they claim he was a god, or some of them they go and worship him, Al Hassan, Al Hussein, and any of these people. This, the most minor of words, is being prohibited. So, what about shirk, making dua to these people other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? No doubt, this is even worse. So, this is from the perfection of someone's tawheed that you only say what Allah wills, and you don't say what Allah wills and what you will at the same time. مسائل, what do we learn from this chapter? Number one is معرفة اليهود بالشرك الأصغر that the Jews they knew about shirk al-asghar they knew about it minor shirk 
الثانية فهم الإنسان إذا كان له هوى that a person will understand if they want to understand the Jews they understood that they're wrong in the dream right لكن if they want to understand they would understand like in real life they don't understand they don't they don't want to understand they're arrogant and by the way here the Prophet عليه الصلاة والسلام he we said he never got revelation about this issue right he never got revelation saying that it's haram to say whatever Allah wills and whatever the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam wills. He never got a revelation that it's haram, right? So why did he say it's haram here? What's the revelation? Is the dream revelation? Why not? Why did you say it then? <laughs> it is revelation. A dream is revelation. A dream can be revelation. And you said, where was the revelation? You said the dream. <laughs> now, because the dreams of the the dreams. That happens to the prophets are revelation. The dreams of the prophets are revelation. When a prophet sees a dream, then it's revelation from Allah and it's legislated. And when a companion sees a dream at the time of the Prophet and the Prophet he agrees with it, then that's also revelation. But today, can we can someone wake up, have a dream, say, I saw that we have to pray a sixth salah, a new salah. It was in my dream. Can you say that? No. Dreams are not revelation. Generally, other than, I mean in terms of tashri'ah, in terms of legislating, in terms of legislating. We have multiple examples of dreams being revelation at the time of the Prophet ﷺ and legislation was made because of it. A new ruling came because of it. For example, what? The Adhan. The Adhan when Umar ibn al-Khattab and Zayd ibn Khalid al-Juhani, they saw the, they saw the Adhan. And so the Prophet ﷺ, he agreed with it. He said, this is revelation from Allah, so do, do the Adhan. Or when they saw the 27th night of Ramadan was Laylatul Qadr in that year. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa he said, Ara anna qad qad I've seen that your dreams, they are agreeing with each other. So let's look, at, look for the Ramadan in this night. Similarly, in this situation, the dream of a companion was a revelation if the Prophet alayhi confirms it. That's why the Prophet alayhi after Fajr, after Salah, he would say, anyone, Did anyone see a dream today? And so he would ask about any dreams. And so if, the, if they saw a dream and, he, and it was revelation, then he would agree with it and they would act, they would act accordingly. So this is a similar example. Do you understand? But today, if someone sees a dream, does that mean anything in terms of the way you act? No legislation comes from a dream. No legislation at all. And um, a lot of time these dreams... They're from shaitan. When these people, a lot of people, when they say, I saw a dream, therefore I don't have to do this and that. Shaykh Abdul Qadir al-Jailani, rahimahullah ta'ala, from the great scholars of the Hanabila in Baghdad, he saw a dream that a, 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 a voice in the, in, the, in the clouds said to him, or maybe it was real life, like, I, think it was a, I think it was real life, like, in Alihan, something similar to this. He saw a, a dream that in the sky, someone spoke to him and said to him, Oh, oh Abdul Qadir, I am Allah and you no longer have to pray or do anything. Because I am Allah, I'm telling you, you don't have to. In the dream. Or it was real life. And he heard a voice. So he said, ya adu Allah. Go away, enemy of Allah. Because why? They asked him, why did you say that? He said, because I know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would never make things halal for me that he didn't make it for the Prophet Ibn Taymiyyah said, when I saw this story about Abdul Qadir al-Jailani, I realized the level of this man, the knowledge of this man. Ibn Taymiyyah said that. 
That's and, and, gym, and sometimes dreams, that's a dream of someone, of a knowledgeable person. He sees something and that thing, it doesn't deceive him. But sometimes shayateen can also come to people in dreams and outside dreams and they'll deceive a person. And a story that I was told is that a man from the previous century, he used to attend the class of a sheikh, of his teacher. And when he used to attend this class for a period of time, he stopped attending after that. He stopped attending. And so the teacher went and looked for him. And so when he found him, he said, why did you stop coming to the class? So the man said, the reason why I was coming to the class was to attain Jannah. We went, we're seeking knowledge, why? To get Jannah, right? So the man, he said, he said and now I've entered into Jannah. I go Jannah every night. So the man said, how? The scholar, the sheikh said, how did you go Jannah every night? And this is a real story. It's told me by my sheikh, Sheikh Salih Azimi. He said, how did you go Jannah every night? He said, every night the angel comes and he takes me to Jannah. And I stay there for the whole night and he takes me back to my house. So the, man, the scholar, he said, take me to Jannah as well then. I want to come with you. Huh? And so he said, okay, tonight we'll go, but with two conditions. Number one, you have to close your eyes. Number two, this is the angels, the angels' conditions, huh? You have to close your eyes. Number two, you have to leave before Fajr. And number three, you can't read any Quran whilst I'm taking you. So he's taking him. He's taking, they agreed at night time he came, the angel came, the angel came, took him, and then he went to Jannah and he sees green and rivers and trees and everything. He sees it like he's in Jannah. So Fajr time came, and the man said, okay, time, the angel came and said, come, let's go back. So the Shaykh, what did he say? I'm not going back. I'm in Jannah. I'm going to leave Jannah right now. I'm not going back. I'm staying here. And so they said, come, come, let's go. I'm begging him, please, please, let's go. And so when the sun came up, he found out that this was a shaitan taking him to the dump of the city every night. He was at the dump of the city every night and he made him look like it was Jannah. He thought it was Jannah. And in the morning, because the shaitan, they can't work that well at night, in the morning time. Right? Then he saw that it was a dump instead of there. Instead of there, instead of Jannah, of course. So the point is that here, this knowledge, the knowledge is what deceived the person. When Shaykh Abdul Qadir al-Jailani saw something, he knew that based on knowledge that this can't be possible. And the other person, he thinks that he's going to Jannah every night. Right? So the point is here, that dreams are not a, a way for a person to act upon something. And someone sees in a dream, I saw in a dream that I have to do this. Like, and it's a lot. Wallahi, haqiqatan is a lot. It happens to a lot of people today. They see a dream and they, shaitan, uh, because of their ignorance, shaitan comes and deceives them and makes them think they have to do something that they cannot do or that other people can't do. And they, 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 they're special. The shaitan comes to them and says, you're special, don't worry, you're with me. Trust me. And wallahi, haqiqatan, they, they tell them you're special, you, you need to do this act of worship. Everyone else, they don't know what, what's happening. It's just you. And they get deceived by it. Right? So dreams um, is a big door that needs to be understood يعني, clearly. Thalitha, so this is the Prophet وسلم, when they said, When they said, whatever Allah wills and whatever the Prophet وسلم, wills. What did he say? He said, you're trying to make me a rival with Allah? With Allah? Put me on the same level of, 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 of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then the Shaykh he says, So what do you think about the one who says, Ya Akram al Khalqi Mali man aludubihi siwaka inda hudutil ghamami. What poem is that? The Burda. Burda til Busiri. The Sufis they really love. The lines of Shirk, naam. When he says, Yeah, what's the. They sing it in the time that people have gen- There's like two versions, so they usually show the PC version. Like, <laughs> 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 That's the 
That one. They know, they know that one. Most people, most people know it if you grow up in certain cultures. Yeah, Allahumma salli wa salli. What is it? Ya Rabbi salli. How's it going? Ibrahim, you know it. <laughs> How's it going? Mawla ya salli wa sallim daiman abadan ala habibika khair al-khalq kullihimi. So one of the lines in that poetry is that Ya Akram al-khalq mali man aludhu bihi siwaka inda huduth al-ghamami, inda huduth al-alim al-ghamami, something like that. He says that in the poem, he says, Oh, the most honorable of creation, talking to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Oh, the most honorable of creation. Mali man aludhu bihi. I have no one else to, to hold on to other than you. Siwaka other than you. When, when the times get tough. This is the thing that they read amongst the Muslim world. Yeah, and it's famous. Every, most people know that when you were young. You used to hear it in the Mawlid, when they, when they celebrate the birthday of the Prophet ﷺ, you hear it. They, 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 they read, chant this poetry. And it has other lines that have shirk in it as well. You know? Um, but I can't remember those lines. Alhamdulillah. So, يعني, this is even worse. And this is something that Muslims do. When the Prophet ﷺ prohibited just to say, MashaAllahu wa shi'ta, whatever Allah wills, and you will. And then do you think this is going to be permissible? Abidah, never. This is not major shirk, and I told you that to say it, it's not major shirk, of course, to say whatever Allah wills and what you will, but it's a minor type of shirk. That a good dream is a type of revelation, right? That dreams, they can be a reason for the legislation of some rulings, and that is when? At the time of the Prophet ﷺ specifically. طيب, what's the role if, of dreams today then? What's the role of dreams? In the hadith of Abu Dawood, the Prophet ﷺ he told us that a ru'ya salihah, juz'un, the good dream, is one portion of 30 odd portions of, of, of prophethood, of narration, of, of prophethood. Yani a dream that you have today is a portion of prophethood. What does that mean? What it means is a dream, the, the dreams generally, they, they, under, they come under three. Three categories. Number one is Al-Hulmu min shaytan A nightmare from shaytan. And that is when you see something that is يعني, from shaytan. A nightmare, something scary, something that's... يعني, in terms of scary, we mean in terms of يعني, something that's impossible. Like the man came to the Prophet and said, Ya Rasulullah, I saw in my dream that my head was rolling. My head was rolling and I was running to catch it. Is that possible to happen? Your head rolling off and, and, you're, and you're running to catch it. It's not possible, right? So then the Prophet said, Don't tell me about shaitan playing with you. Stop telling me this dream. Shaitan's playing with you in that dream. So that's the dream from shaitan. The second type of dream is a dream from yourself. You were thinking about something the whole day. The whole day you're thinking about what you're going to do tomorrow. And then you had a dream about something tomorrow. Huh? Or you're thinking about a car. You're thinking about um, whatever you're thinking about. And why are you laughing? <laughs> I know why laughing. <laughs> so you think about something all day and then you have a dream about it. And the third type of dream is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is Ru'ya Saliha from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is that Allah shows you a dream of something in order to inform you of something. In order to inform you of something that was happening in the future, to warn you, for example, for example, they say, for example, if you see, they say, they say, in the in the in the, in the knowledge of interpreting of dreams, they say, if you see the adhan, you hear the adhan, could mean two things. If you see, you hear the adhan, it could mean that you you've stolen. Why? In the Quran, because these dreams interpretations they come from Quran and Sunnah, but you just you have to learn it. Yeah, فَأَذَنَ مُؤَذِّنٌ أَيَّتُهَا الْعِيرُ إِنَّكُمْ لَسَارِقُونَ 
when the people of Yusuf, the Mu'addin, called and said, You are thieves. The Mu'addin, the person is calling. So Ibn Abbas, someone came to Ibn Abbas and said that you are a thief. He said, I saw the Adhan, he said, you're a thief. Because he, told, he can tell by the situation of this person, him, he's not the kind of person to see Adhan, which means the other meaning, which is Hajj. You're going to go Hajj. And this person is not, not a person that will go Hajj. He doesn't look like a person that's going to go Hajj anytime soon. So this person's dream most likely means that he's going to, he stole or something like that. And the other Adhan, adhan can also mean going to Hajj. Because Allah says, وَأَذْنْ فِي النَّاسِ بِالْحَجِّ يَأْتُوكَ رِجَالًا do adhan to the people that they, to come to Hajj. Similarly, things like tawaf. So these these dreams are to they can be they, they are there to inform people about certain things that may happen in the future. That's what it means by it is a portion of prophethood because the prophethood is what information about revelation, right? It's revelation from Allah, the unseen. So this is something that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala may see some may show someone about what's going to happen in the future. You're going to get married soon. You're going to go Hajj. You're going to get money. They say, and all the dreams, they have their meaning. Someone, a woman who's pregnant, for example, could mean provision, could mean pregnancy, um, and things like that. This, uh, that, that type of dream, the Prophet ﷺ said, The good dream is seen for a believer. So the more righteous a person is, the more good dreams they have, the more dreams of prophet of, of, of revelation, and when we mean revelation, we mean about these good dreams, the more they have. Or people see dreams about that person. So people see, as people saw a dream, someone saw a dream of Shaykh Ibn Uthaymin, for example, going around the Kaaba. They said, going around the Kaaba naked. What does that mean? If you're going around the Kaaba naked, it means that your, your sins are forgiven. Because the, the sins are the clothing. And when it's, it's gone, then it's as if it was it's forgiven. So Shaykh Ibn Uthaymin started crying when he heard about that dream. Yani someone saw the dream about that person. Someone saw a dream about a sheikh, uh, a different, uh, some mashayikh. Someone saw a dream about a righteous person. That this and this happened. And that will be a bushra. That will be a, a good news for that person. Do you understand, about, do you understand what we mean by that? About dreams generally. طيب. Now, what do we do about these dreams? Number one, if it's a bad dream, then you don't tell anyone about it. Because the Prophet said that you shouldn't tell anyone about it when you see a bad dream. As for a good dream, then you tell whoever you love. The people that you love. And that is including a person of knowledge who can interpret it for you. Including a person of knowledge who can interpret it for you. As for uh, telling someone who you do not love, or someone who's not a person of knowledge, who might speak without knowledge, then this can cause harm to you, even if it's a good dream. In the hadith that was narrated by Darim in his Musnad, from Aisha radiallahu anha, that a woman saw a dream. And the Prophet sallallahu kept rejecting her. Say, go back, don't tell me the dream, don't tell me the Then Aisha... And obviously we know Aisha radiallahu anha and Asma' bint Abi Bakr, the family of Abu Bakr al-Siddiq. They knew about interpretation of dreams. And so Aisha, when one day the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam wasn't there, Aisha interpreted the dream, saying that you're gonna, someone's going to die and your child's going to die and your, your husband's going to die. And so it happened. And so the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, don't give dreams bad interpretations because when you give it a bad interpretation, it's going to happen how it is. Like in the hadith, in the Surah Yusuf, right? Inni ara anni. The two people, they, they, they saw a dream. One of them said, إِنِّي أَحْمِلُ فَوْقَ رَأْسِي خُبْزًا تَأْكُلُ الطَّيْرُ مِنْهِ And the other one said, إِنِّي أَرَانِي أَعْصِرُ خَمْرًا One of them saw himself stepping on grapes, making wine. And the other one, he saw a dream of himself, of bread. And the birds were eating from the bread. The some of the scholars, some of the scholars, they mentioned, they weren't, they weren't telling the truth. That wasn't really a dream that they saw, but they weren't testing Yusuf. But when, it, when they told Yusuf the dream, and he interpreted it, then it is going to happen. Whatever you asked about is going to happen. Because you asked about it, even if it was lying. So the point is that the dreams, when a person does interpret, when a dream is interpreted, then it should only be interpreted in the best way. And that's something that a person of knowledge 
needs to know when they're interpreting a dream. And that's why you shouldn't tell anyone. That's why the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ told us, only tell the one you love and the one you trust, يعني, the one a person of knowledge who's going to interpret it in a correct way. Because that could happen, what happened? In the hadith of Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. Allahu alam. I see the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam dream. Prophet alayhi salatu wasallam told us whoever mara ani faqad raani. Whoever seen me in the dream, then he's actually seen me, right? Lakin to say that he's going to jannah. Allahu alam. I don't know about that. No. Babu man sabbat dhara faqad aad Allah. Babu man sabbat dhara faqad aad Allah. Whoever insults time, then he has, and then he's had. He's harmed Allah, يعني he has wronged Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what we mean by that is for a person to insult time, a shatim, a sab يعني a shatim, to insult time, to insult time. And that is for say, for example, ya khaybat al-dahar, as the Arabs, some of them, they used to say that time, this, this year, this year is this and that, or this week is this and that, or this month is this or that. Anything insulting time, then it is not allowed and you have wronged Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why? Because time is a mere envelope in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala places his actions. Yani Allah Azza wa Jal, he places, he places his actions in this time. As for the time itself, then it has no, it has no fi'l itself, it has no action itself. It doesn't do anything. Time cannot do anything. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does things in this time. So if you're insulting time, then you're insulting man la iradata lah. Something that has no, no uh, intention behind it. It hasn't done something with any intention. Okay, so time wasn't what, what caused this harm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who caused whatever happened to you, whether it was good or whether you see it to be bad. You understand? So therefore insulting it is as if you're insulting the action of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You understand? Is that clear, guy? Who had the hand up there? The year of sorrow, that's not insulting it, that's describing. See the difference between describing and insulting time. And if a person, and sometimes they can overlap, if a person describes it with the intention of insulting. طيب? That's something that's not allowed. The second thing that this chapter is also talking about is من نسب الفعل إلى الدهر Whoever attributes an action to time. يعني he says that time is what does such and such action. Time is what does this and that. Okay? Time is what done it. And this is the Belief of the Duhriyun, Duhriyun. Some of the scholars say Duhriyun. Some of the scholars they said it is Duhriyun, Duhriyun. There are people who believe that time is what acts, and this is something that was present among some of the Mushrikeen of the Arabs, and also some of the Mushrikeen of India at that time. Uh, they were called Duhriyun, the ones who debated Abu Hanifa and the ones who debated Jahm ibn Safwan from the Jahmiyyah. The one who debated Jahm ibn Safwan, they were called Duhriyun. Understand? And they used to attribute actions to time. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wa qawli Allah ta'ala, Allah says in the Qur'an, وَقَالُوا مَا هِيَ إِلَّا حَيَاتُنَا الدُّنْيَا نَمُوتُ وَنَحْيَا وَمَا يُهْلِكُنَا إِلَّا الدَّهَرِ They say that we are living, وَمَا هِيَ إِلَّا حَيَاتُنَا الدُّنْيَا This is just our, our life in this dunya. وَمَا يُهْلِكُنَا إِلَّا الدَّهَرِ And يعني, meaning, they don't believe in the akhirah. And this is the belief of the duhriyun. They never believed in the akhirah. They never believed in the afterlife. And they say, وَمَا يُهْلِكُنَا إِلَّا الدَّهَرِ And nothing destroys us except for الدهر, time. Meaning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has no actions in this. Time is what destroys us. And this is a major type of shirk. 
And this is something that is present among some people, maybe today, Wallahu A'lam. Lakin, it was very common amongst those mushrikun of those Arabs and also amongst those mushrikun in India. Lakin, what concerns us here more, which both of, us concern, both of them concern, concern us, but which is more present amongst the Muslims is the, the second hadith, which is the insulting of time. When in the Sahih, the Prophet Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu anil Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam aqal, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, قال الله تعالى الله سبحانه وتعالى he said يعني this حديث إلهي حديث إلهي يؤذين ابن آدم يسب الدهر وأنا الدهر أقلب الليل والنهار the the son of Adam يؤذيني doesn't mean harmed يعني can mean harmed in Arabic language لكن doesn't mean harming Allah because no one can harm Allah but يعني he says something bad about Allah سبحانه وتعالى the son of Adam he harms me or he says something bad about me يسب الدهر he insults time. وَأَنَا الدَّهَرْ And I am time. يعني Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying أَنَا الدَّهَرْ I am time. Does that mean that from the names of Allah is a dahr? No. It doesn't mean that. So what does it mean? Actions are placed in time. يعني in the hadith itself it says that. أُقَلِّبُ اللَّيْلَ وَالنَّهَرِ The end of the hadith explains what it means by أَنَا الدَّهَرْ I am time. يعني I am the one who tosses and turns time. I change night and day. You understand? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't say I am time يعني, from the names of Allah Azza wa Jal but it is He is the one who ch- tosses and turns time making it day to night and night to day أنا أقلب الليل والنهار وفي رواية لا, لا تسب الدهر فإن الله هو الدهر In one narration don't insult time because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He is time يعني, He changes time Exactly أحسنت uh, the, the, the reason for the prohibition here is that you're attributing an action to other than Allah Azza wa Jal by your words يعني you're insulting time as if time was what done it but no, it was the qadr of Allah right? That's, yes, that's correct does um, that make it attribute? لا, لا. time is not, not attribute of Allah nor is it a name of Allah rather it's just the, the description that he changes time from name from time to time يعني day and night, night and day Sorry? Yeah, when you say time is what destroys us, believing that time is what, it, it, what destroys the people and brings life and death, then this is major shirk. This is major shirk of, the, of those duhriyun that they believed. No. No. So on this thing where people it's become kind of popular when people say things like the universe is what brings. Or, you know, or they say, uh, like, I put it into the universe and it will bring it back to me. Or, you know, or they, or they also say, like, um, which is which is to do with Qadr, or they say they manifest something. So if, if you say something long enough, mm. then it will come true, or it will come to you. You know mm. what I'm saying? So speaking to existence. Yeah, and someone says, speaking into existence? Like they say, or even like universal, say the universe controls my affairs. No, no, of course, the universe controls your affairs. This is not allowed. That's yeah. different. Like I can say, speak it into existence. That seems, that seems problematic. Yeah. And it depends what every, all of these mustajidat, these new, new affairs, Allahu yeah. Alam, they need to be, all need to be يعني, looked into clear, carefully to make sure that they're not, they don't come under it. But all of that is, is problematic, no doubt. Mm. Yeah. Obviously, it depends on the origins, where it comes from, what's meaning, what means, what it actually means when they say it as well. Mm-hmm. It have its ruling, inshallah. Mm-hmm. Is another example when people say time heals. 
لا يعني they don't when they say time heals they don't mean that in the hadith of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to say كان he used to use the the the, the lines of poetry of Labid and he used to say ستبدي لك الأيام ما كنت جاهلة ويأتيك بالأخبار ما لم تزودي and the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to say ويأتيك بال ويأتيك ويأتيك ما لم تزود بالأخبار he used to say it wrong يعني prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam because he never used to ما علمناه الشعر وما ينبغي له he never used to know about poetry so he said in, the, in, the, in those lines of poetry, saying that time is going to show, time is going to show. Yani when what he means by that is that over time we're going to see the reality. You understand? So similar to that, over time you're going to heal. That's what he doesn't mean. Time heals itself, of course. See, no. and that's what people mean when they say time heals, right? Yeah. So would that be similar to saying like time is the best teacher and things like that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no doubt these, these, these words need to be It's better to stay away from them, no doubt like in, They don't always mean the same thing here the Time is like in the, like For example, time is the best teacher They mean that over time you're going to learn Over time, time will show things Over experience Okay The first question is That the first question Allah So you're not allowed to insult time And it's a name that is wronging Allah Allah is the one who controls time. You could be insulting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even if you didn't intend it. Just the words itself, they won't be allowed. The next chapter is to say to name yourself Qadil Qudat. And that is for a person to use any word that shows the highest of the high, yani the king of the kings, for example, king of kings, judges of judges. These kind of words, not, they're not allowed, okay? Um, and in the hadith, it brings, he doesn't say Qadil al-Qudat. The hadith says Malikul Amlak. He didn't say Qadil al-Qudat. And Qadil al-Qudat is something that was present amongst the Ottomans a lot, the Ottoman Empire. That they would say the highest of judges will be Qad al Qudat. So they'll have judges, and the head of these judges they'll be Qad al Qudat. And the author, Rahimahullah, Sheikh Muhammad Ibn Duhab, is writing the book at that time, no doubt, when this was more prevalent. So that's why he used Qad al Qudat. Instead of using that, instead of using the wording of the hadith, Malikul Amlak. Because that would be that would be more more يعني, befitting to conform with the wording of the hadith. Muwafaqatu al Nas. To conform with the wording of the hadith is more befitting. Then to use your own wording, except if there's a gharad, there's a, there's a need or there's a reason behind it. And the reason here, the reason why he used Qad al-Qudad, the judges of the judges instead of king of kings, which was mentioned in the hadith, king of kings was mentioned in the hadith, is because it was more prevalent at that time. So he says, Sahih عن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال إن أخنا اسم عند الله رجل تسمى ملك الأملاك لا مالك إلا الله قال سفيان مثل شاهان شاه وفي رواية أغيض رجل على الله يوم القيامة وأخبثه قوله أخنع يعني أوضع So he says إن أخنع اسم عند الله The lowest of names in front of Allah سبحانه وتعالى is for a person to call themselves رجل تسمى ملك الأملاك The king of kings because Allah is the one who is the king of kings right? Allah is the king of kings لا مالك إلا الله There is no king except for Allah سبحانه وتعالى قال سفيان سفيان الثوري he mentions Sufyan ibn Uyayna, sorry. He mentions that uh, the the meaning the meaning the similar similar to this is for someone to say Shahan Shah. And Shahan Shah 
is Persian. Persian meaning the king of kings. So the intended meaning behind bringing the narration of Sufyan, the wording of Sufyan ibn Uyayna, is to show that the intended meaning behind the hadith isn't just Malik al-Amlak, the king of kings. Rather, it's anything that comes similar to it. That's why the author, when he said the chapter, he says, وَنَحْوِهِ or anything similar to it. So the king of kings or Qadil Qudat comes under it as well, the judges of the judge, the judge, the judge of the judges. Or, and that's only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or what else? Something similar. You could tell me something similar. Cream of the crop. Cream of the crop. <laughs> 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 cream of the crop. That's different, huh? I don't know if you've heard of it. When people say goat, greatest of all time. Goat, greatest of all time. Goat, they use that for like football. Yeah, <laughs> 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 don't bring me these nawazil, man. I don't know. I don't know these masail, I don't know that stuff. I do, I've seen that. Like, I don't know. Allah alam. Like, you understand similar. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Qadul Qudat, Malik al Amlak? Khalas. Don't mess with the ulama. Ask the scholars after that. No, no, no. It depends. It depends. Sometimes Uyayna, sometimes it's, it's a theory. Because like, for example, in the tafsir, whenever it's tafsir, the majority of times it's going to be Uyayna. Or if it's in fiqh, a lot of times it's going to be a theory. And also depends who's narrating from him. If it's the people of Hijaz, then it's people of Uyayna. It's going to be Uyayna because Ibn Uyayna was from Mecca. And the theory was from Kufa. So if the people of Kufa, the majority is going to be Sufyan theory. But yeah, and there's different ways of, of knowing who which one it is. Everyone has its own, every situation has its own understanding which one, which one it is. طيب. وفي رواية أغيض رجل على الله The most hated man to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is يوم القيامة وأخبثه Is that person. And he is the most evil and dirty of person. قال أخنع يعني أوضع يعني the lowest of names. أخنع يعني أوضع طيب. في مسائل النهي عن التسمي بملك الأملاك You're not allowed to call yourself ملك الأملاك The king of the kings الثانية أنما في معناه مثله كما قال سفيان Anything similar to it comes under it Like سفيان mentioned الثالثة التفطن للتغليظ في هذا, في هذا ونحوه مع القطع بأن القلب لم يقصد معناه Again, it's not talking about what you intend in your heart we know that you don't intend that you're the king of the kings, you're the king of Allah, in front of over Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the, the, the point here is to protect a person's tongue and words from anything that shows or alludes to any type of shirk at all. Okay, so it's not the intended, it's not intended, what's not intended here is the what's in the heart. Rather it's the it's the words itself. As for what's in the heart, then it can make it worse. الرابعة التفطن أن هذا لأجل الله سبحانه وتعالى أذز في الله سبحانه وتعالى نعم. Wisdom. Yeah, the wisest of the wise, similar to that. In this, yeah. نعم أحمد. The highest of judge. Supreme Judge. Allah alam. I can. I realize that we have our Sheikh Saeed Hassan here. Well, Allah will jib. Allah mustaan. I never knew that he was in the class. Allah mustaan. Um, I think it will be more fitting if you ask him the questions after. Inshallah. طيب. احترام اسماء الله تعالى وتغيير الاسم لأجل ذلك is for a person to um, respect the names of Allah سبحانه وتعالى and because of that you change the name to change your name 
out of respect for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. عن أبي شريح أبي شريح أنه كان يكنى بالحكم. So this is a person changing your name out of respect for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Changing your name. And from amongst those, it was from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam where he changed the name of Zainab from Barrah. Barrah, يعني someone who is um, uh, يعني pious, righteous. And this is changing the name not in order because of the in terms of not in terms of this a disrespect to Allah, but because it has tazkiyah in itself, praising yourself. So that's one way of also changing your name because of the, the one reason, because of the fact that it is praising someone. And similarly, if someone um, he has a name that is rivaled or that name rivals of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is what we're gonna come, come take care, and this is the one that is connected to the tawheed of the slave. عن أبي شريح أنه كان يكنى أبو الحكم أبو شريح used to be called أبو الحكم أبو الحكم فقال له النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إن الله هو الحكم وإليه الحكم the prophet عليه الصلاة والسلام أن الحكم means the أبو الحكم يعني the father of the يعني the one who judges basically the one who judges and the reason why he was called أبو الحكم is going to come in the hadith فقال إن قومي إذا اختلفوا في شيء أتوني فحكمت بينهم he said that whenever the people, my family, or, or sorry, my قوم, my people, they come to me, or they have an affair, they have a dis- dispute amongst them, in anything, they will come to me, فَحَكَمْتُ بَيْنَهُمْ And so, I would judge between them. فَرَضِيَ الْكِلَى الْفَرِيقَيْنِ And so, both parties will be happy. Okay? فَقَالَ مَا أَحْسَنَ هَذَا This is something that's good. فَمَا لَكَ مِنَ الْوَلَدِ But what, what, how many children do you have? قُلْتُ شُرَيْحْ وَمُسْلِمْ وَعَبْدُ الله. I have Shurayh and Muslim and Abdullah. Qala faman akbaruhum. Who's the eldest from amongst them? Qultu Shurayh. I said Shurayh is the eldest. Qala fa'anta abu Shurayh. You are abu Shurayh. You are abu Shurayh. In this hadith, there are multiple masail. Number one, why was Abu al-Hakam named Abu al-Hakam? It's because he would judge between the people and both groups would always be happy with what he said. Both groups would always be happy with what he judges. And this is a characteristic that should only be for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So therefore we understand from this that the kunya Abu al-Hakam in and of itself wasn't something that was bad in and of itself. Like because of what it it connotates, what it comes from it, because of what it comes from it, the fact that the name came from, the fact that they would take him to be a judge between, between the people and they would be pleased with it no matter what he says, no matter what he judges, both sides will be pleased with whatever he says they, they gave him this name Abu al-Hakam because th- this is the fact that they because this is the reason why they gave him the name that is the reason why the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam changed told him to change his name Jansan so it's the fact that this is a characteristic that should only be for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and because of that he changed the name of he changed the name okay so what about someone whose name in and of itself in and of itself is not allowed for example someone his name is Abdul Nabi the slave of the of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam or Abdul, Abdul Hussein or Abdul Ali, these kind of names, these are all of these names are awla. They have more priority to be changed. They have more. They are, they are at a priority to be to be changed. As for this name in of itself, it wasn't in and of itself wrong. Abu Hakam, someone who is a judge, it's not nothing wrong with it. Like because of what it, where it came from, the Prophet Ali wasalam, told him to change it. Exactly. لا, Abdul Muttalib is different. Abdul Muttalib is not allowed. يعني أو كم يعني يفتح شيء يعني yeah. Yeah, yeah of course نعم صح yeah Abdul Muttalib is not allowed you have to change it uh, 
Rahman, Rahman is from the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that no one's allowed to have other than Allah. So a person can't have that name, Rahman. Similar to As-Samad. Similar to Allah. Not exactly on the same level, like in similar, in terms of not allowed. As opposed to some other names of Allah like Hakim, which is allowed. Rahim is allowed. Because we have evidence to show the Prophet ﷺ was called that, for example. بِالْمُؤْمِنِينَ رَعُوفُ Rahim, Talking about the Prophet ﷺ, right? So certain names are allowed, certain are not. Yeah, they used to call him Abu Al-Hakam now. Abu Al-Jahal, Abu Abu Jahal, they used to call him Abu Al-Hakam. Sorry for the sisters. Your name is Rahim, for example. Kamil. Abdullah Kamil? Abdullah Kamil is... يعني for a person his name in itself is Kamil. يعني it depends on يعني الكامل كامل إن في صف الله أعلم from what I remember the brother I think the brother he asked me the same question from the fatwa I asked some of the mashayikh they said it's allowed Kamil is it's not something that necessarily is bad in itself. الله أعلم طيب فقال إن قومي نعم ما أحسن هذا the second مسألة مسألة that we have on this is that the kunya, how do we gain a kunya? That from the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam is that the kunya is given according to the eldest son. According to the eldest son. Because he gave the fatwa, فَأَنْتَ أَبُو شُرَيْحِ You are Abu Shuraih, right? Then it's allowed as well. Your kunya doesn't have to be according to your children. Lakin this is what the Prophet alayhi salatu wasallam gave to him. Lakin if a person takes his kunya according to his eldest son, فَحَسَن That's good. But if he takes his kunya according to something else, then that's okay. Like the Prophet, like, like they used to give the kunya of Ummu Abdullah to Aisha radiallahu anha, right? And who else? Abu Huraira. It was Abu Huraira. And Abu Hafs or Umar ibn Khattab. Ya Aba Nugayr, Ya Aba Umayr, ma fa'al al Nugayr. Abu Umayr was a young child who had a bird. But he was a young child. He didn't have a son called Umayr. But the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam called him Abu Umayr, right? So it's allowed. Like if a person names his kunya, gives himself the kunya according to his eldest son, then that's good as well. الله أعلم لا أدري أدونه إذا السنة في مسائل الأولى شيخ 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 سعيد إذا إني إضافة جونيف اللهم استعن في مسائل الأولى احترام صفات الله وأسمائه ولو كلاما لم يقصد معناه وجن respecting the name of Allah even if it's just speech that you didn't intend its meaning ثانية نمبر 2 is تغيير الاسم لأجل ذلك changing your name because of that الثالث اختيار أكبر الأبناء للكنية that you have your eldest son as a كنية the last chapter that we're going to take today is باب من هزل بشيء فيه ذكر الله والقرآن والرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم mocking anything that has the mentioning of Allah or the Quran or the Prophet Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم mocking the deen of Allah عز وجل or any of the symbols of Allah from the شعائر of Allah um, or the Quran, or the Sunnah, or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, anything that has the name of Allah, then this is a type of kufr billahi azza wa jal. And what do we mean by mocking? Kullu ma yu'addu hazalan fil urf, anything that is considered to be mocking in the urf, according to your customs, 
if you consider it to be mocking, then it is mocking. And if so, therefore, if it is done against the Quran or the Sunnah or anything that has the mention of Allah or from the Sha'air of Allah, from the symbols of Allah, then it is considered to be kufr billahi azza wa jal. Okay? Do you guys understand that? Is that clear? Like Ramadan, mocking it, no doubt, yes. Hmm? And the niqab, of course, from the symbols of Allah. All of that, it is something that is not allowed. That all comes under it. Hmm. The weather. The weather. La, 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 the weather is different. We're going to come to that, inshallah, later on, another chapter. That's different. طيب. In terms of the deen of Allah. طيب. وقول الله تعالى الله سبحانه وتعالى says in the Quran وَلَإِنْ سَأَلْتَهُمْ لَيَقُولُنَّ إِنَّمَا كُنَّا نَخُوضُ وَنَلْعَبُ If you ask them, they're going to say we, just, we were just joking around and we were just speaking. يعني نخوض ونلعب We were just speaking and joking around. And this is talking about a story which is going to come now. Who, if, you ask, who, if you ask them, يعني these people, who are they? This story is going to come right now. He says أَنِ بْنِ عُمَرَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمَا وَمُحَمَّد they all narrated it. Ibn Umar and Muhammad ibn Ka'b ibn Al-Quradi wa Zayd ibn Aslam and Qatada. And these narrations, they are all in terms of uh, its narration, they are all weak. In terms of this as singular narrations. But there's a principle that's mentioned by the ulama of hadith, by the scholars of hadith. That when multiple ahadith are weak and they come from different makharij, they come from different areas or different people. Yani especially if they come from different countries. For example, you have a hadith coming from Mecca, and you have another hadith coming from, from Al Medina, and you have another hadith coming from Kufa, and you have another hadith coming from uh, Misr, for example. And they're all, it's the same hadith. It's the same hadith. But they're all weak, they're all weak chains of narrations. One of them is, has a, is Mursal, one of them, because these are Marasil. One of them are, is Mursal, it makes it strong. So this hadith is, is authentic because of the multiple, the multiple chains that it, it has. Is that clear? Do they have to um, come from different countries? Or no, it, the, the multiple chains, they give it strength. And the, the fact that it's from multiple different countries give it more strength. Mm. Yeah. And every hadith needs to have its own research for it. But generally, yeah, that helps. As a principle, yes. Mm. To what? Yeah, but the, the, there's multiple different chains. And if one, if, the, if, it's, if it's spread about, let's say for example, there's one chain of narration for five, for two hundred years, then or for five generations, it has only one chain of narration. Then after that, it becomes spread. Then that, then we can't use that principle. You understand? But if it is now five chains of narrations. And they become spread in all different, different. They, they, for example, they're not, they're not famous, and they become famous later on. And that would give it strength. Do you understand? Is that clear? So yeah. Is it called Hassan Ligiri or Yeah, Hassan Ligiri, yeah. Is it? Or Sahih Ligiri. It can be Sahih Ligiri as well. Uh, you say you come across like um, four hadiths, five hadiths a week. Is it a judgment that you can make yourself, or is it? No, no, this is about for the hadith scholars. This is not for anyone anyone other than hadith scholars. No one at all. Okay. No. Okay. He said the symbols of Allah, Ramadan, it have to be specified that which was the shahid. Like his eyes that say something or something, shahid of Allah. Anything that, no, 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 it doesn't have to be specified, but anything that is clearly from the symbols of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, like the hijab or the deen of Allah, it's from the deen of Allah, mocking anything in the deen of Allah, 
the salah, the zakah, the hajj, the bid, the niqab, all of that. It comes under it. Obviously, when you come, when you talk about the bid, you talk about Islamically mocking. Not in terms of someone just looks bad and you say, fix up your bid, for example. It's different. Yeah. Mocking, mocking those those greetings. Allah alam. If there's Allah alam, Is that major kufr? Yes, mocking the deen of Allah, mocking these things are major kufr. Takes the person of Islam. Why? Because this is what in Salatahum. If you ask them, Allah says, "Qul abillahi wa ayatihi wa rasulihi kuntum tastahzi'oon." Were you mocking Allah and His Messenger and His ayat? He says, "La ta'tadhiru." Do not make an excuse. Qad kafartum ba'da imanikum. You have disbelieved. Disbelieved. After your iman, and this is a, a warning to the brothers and sisters today on social media, where everyone can say whatever they want to say, that a person needs to be careful of mocking something from the deen of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala just because he wants to gain a following, because he wants to gain a, 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 a some fame, and this is something that's happening more and more often, and not, people are not are not being aware of it. So it's something that needs to be spread amongst the people. The hadith is. That a man at the time of at the battle of Tabuk, the battle of Tabuk as we know, was from Medina Al Medina to Tabuk, and Tabuk is from Medina around 700 kilometers. So it took them a very long time to take to travel this journey. He said, so a man he said, we haven't seen similar to our Qurra, our Qurra, يعني the companions of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Look at these people he's saying. ما أرغب بطوناً that they they love their 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 stomachs يعني they want to fill their stomachs they're just hungry يعني ولا أكذب ألسناً and they have they're lying their tongues are lying tongues ولا أجبن عند اللقاء and when they meet the enemies they're the most cowardly this is a man saying this about the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم and his companions يعني الرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم وأصحابه القراء فقال له عوف بن مالك عوف بن مالك يسد مه عوف بن مالك من الأشجعي he said كذبت you have lied there's a difference of opinion amongst the scholars. Was this man a munafiq in the beginning? A hypocrite, a non-Muslim. Yani he, he claimed to be a Muslim, but in reality he wasn't really a Muslim. Or was he a companion and because he said this he became a kafir? Wallahu a'lam what seems to be correct is that he was a munafiq in the first place. He wasn't a, he wasn't a sahabi from the beginning. Now. Ahsant. Because they say that you have shown your disbelief after you have shown belief. يعني for example remember the hadith we took the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam in the um at-tahakum when the nafar a group of the muslims went to the jew right what did we say about them are they really muslims no but outwardly they were muslims and they went to the jews but they were munafiqeen and so the, the, the principle that we need to understand is that in the sharia outwardly the munafiq and the muslim outwardly outwardly we don't differentiate between them يعني the munafiq we see him here as a Muslim, we give him salam and all of this until he shows his kufr. Then, when he shows his kufr, the the punishment is put upon him. Like Allah says, "Ya alayhim." Fight against the munafiqin and be harsh against them. What does it mean? Some of the scholars they mention that whenever they commit a crime, then make sure that you you punish them for it. You give them the had for the, for whatever crime they commit straight away. The point is here that. أَكَفَرْتُمْ بَعْدِ إِيمَانِكُمْ يعني أَظَهَرْتُمْ كُفْرَكُمْ You've shown your kufr after you've shown some iman. From what was apparent. From what was apparent, yeah. As soon as they show their kufr, you don't treat them as a Muslim at all. If a person shows kufr and a judge judges that he's a kafir, then yeah, when the judge judges though, it's not the other scholar, the alim, not for everyone to make takfir. But yeah. He says, 
فقال له عوف بن مالك كذبت ولكنك منافق يوم منافق لأخبرن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم I'm going to inform the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم فذهب عوف إلى رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم So عوف came to the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم ليخبره to tell him فوجد القرآن قد سبقه And so he found that the Quran has already been revealed about the situation to show the truthfulness of the prophethood of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم that the Prophet عليه الصلاة والسلام he wasn't there when it happened but the Quran already came to tell him what happened Okay, فوجد القرآن قد سبقه. The Quran was already being revealed these ayat. فجاء ذلك الرجل إلى رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم. And so that man he came to the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم وقد ارتحل. Whilst the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم had already gone back on his camel. He's already back on his camel now. He's riding. وركب ناقته. فقال يا رسول الله. And so he said, O Messenger of Allah, he's holding on. إنما كنا نخوض ونلعب. We were just joking and speaking. We were just speaking and joking. ونتحدث حديث الركب. We were speaking the way. Travelers speak, you know when you're traveling a long journey, Tabuk, 700 kilometers. You need some, some fusha, you need some, some jokes, right? You need to make some jokes. Like, that, that's the excuse. He's saying, we're just doing this so we can make some jokes. We're just making the journey shorter, you know, we're having, you know, having some fun. قال ابن عمر, ابن عمر, he narrates, he says, كأني أنظر إليه متعلقا بنسعة ناقة رسول الله. It's as if I can, I, I see him. It's as if I see that man right now. Holding on to the rope of the camel of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam وَإِنَّ الْحِجَارَةَ تَنْكُبُ رِجْلَيْهِ And the rocks, they are making him fall down. So he's holding on to the rope of the, to the camel of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he's asking the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to forgive him. And the rocks, he's walking and the rocks are, are tripping him up. وَهُوَ يَقُولُ And he's saying, إِنَّمَا كُنَّا نَخُوضُ وَنَلْعَبُ Messenger of Allah, we were just joking. فَيَقُولُ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ And so the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم would say, قُلْ أَبِ اللَّهِ وَآيَاتِهِ وَرَسُولِهِ كُنْتُمْ تَسْتَهْزِئُونَ Were you joking about Allah and His Messenger and His Ayat? لَا تَعْتَذِرُ And he said, مَا يَلْتَفِتُ إِلَيْهِ وَمَا يَزِيدُ عَلَيْهِ The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم wouldn't even look at him. And he wouldn't even say anything more. He would just recite to him the ayah. Abillahi wa ayati wa rasooli kuntum tastahzeeun. Are you joking about Allah and his messenger and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? And so this in and of itself, mocking the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam or the Quran or the Sunnah is kufr in and of itself. Whether a person is joking or not. And from this we have the principle of the, the, the Shaykh Muhammad Abdul Wahab rahimahullah ta'ala mentions about the nawaqid of Islam, the things that, 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 that nullify a person's Islam is that لا فرقة There is no difference between الحازل والجاد The one who is joking and the one who is not joking when it comes to kufr If a person commits kufr outwardly then there is no difference between the one joking and the one who is not joking So this is something that my brothers and sisters If you're going to joke إياك إياك I warn you and warn you If you're going to joke, joke about anything other than the Quran and the Sunnah and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the deen of Allah Not anything لكن be careful when you joke be careful of joking about the Quran and Sunnah and Prophet Because this is something that will take a person into their hellfire forever. This is kufr billah. No doubt, no one is gonna, no one is gonna joke about the Prophet and mock the Prophet or the Deen of Allah and the Quran and the Sunnah and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, except someone who has no iman in his heart. How can a person has, have any veneration of Allah yet joke about them? That shows a a lack, rather a adam, no no presence of any belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that person's heart. Therefore, from this we understand that this is kufr al-akbar, major kufr. It takes a person out of islam It's part of a person's tawheed to keep away from it. فِي مَسَائِلْ الْأُولَى وَهِيَ الْعَظِيمَةِ أَنَّ مَنْ هَزَلَ بِهَذَا فَهُوَ كَافِرٌ Whoever jokes about this, whoever mocks this, then he's a kafir 
الثانية أن هذا تفسير الآية في من فعل ذلك كائنا من كان. This is the ayah. This ayah it shows that whoever does this, then he's a disbeliever no matter who it is, no matter who it is. ثالث الفرق بين النميمة والنصيحة لله ورسوله. Difference between gossiping نميمة and giving نصيحة. Where do you get from this hadith? أحسنت. When he told the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم وإيدان. يعني he the companion went to the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم and told him what happened. It is gossiping now, nimima. No, rather it is nasiha. So therefore, we understand from this that informing, informing about someone's sin when there is a darura, necessity, or had there is needed for someone's sin to be told, whether it be to the judge, for example. For example, someone commits, uh, he steals, and then the judge, you're brought in front of the judge. Did this person steal? Is considered to be backbiting? No. It's allowed. Similarly, if someone like hey committed kufr, so it's allowed for a person to go to the to the authorities there in order to inform them about something that is about that is going to have a, that is for nasiha as a nasiha for Allah and His Messenger and the religion of Allah. Is that clear? Is that clear? Yeah, of course, intention plays a part, no doubt. If, you're, if, you're, if does intention play a part when it comes to informing about someone's sin? No doubt, of course it does. If, if the intention is nasiha and you do it in the correct way, intention and the, the correct way. If someone says, I'm gossiping, like, and I have good intention, like, it doesn't count. Huh? Uh, people, I've seen like, people like, on Yom al Eid in Ramadan, they say stuff like, uh, like Merry Ramadan and Merry Eid, in, in way of, they sing as a joking, like they're trying to mock like, Christmas. But is that, there's a sort of before. As in they, they imitate the I know, I know, I understand, I understand what you're saying. If someone intended to mock, and he intended it as a mocking of the, of the Ramadan, then no doubt it comes under the same ruling. Uh, and if the people consider it, I, I, I said, what's the dhabit for it? Or, right? According to whatever people consider to be hazard, then it is hazard. Uh, that was mentioned by Sheikh Saleh Sindhi. We're not allowed to slaughter in a place where Allah shirk was done, and an animal was slaughtered for other than Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. So that can be, can that be used for saying Merry Christmas or Merry Merry Ramadan? Sorry, Merry Ramadan. Allah wa Alam. Allah wa Alam. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, is it okay for an individual to expose his own sin to give or receive advice? Is it uh, okay for someone to expose their own sin in order to give or receive advice? Uh, if there's a benefit from it, some of the scholars, some of the scholars dimension is allowed. Like the hadith of Umar radiallahu anhu, when he would talk about his jahiliyyah, that he would make a statue of, of dates. And then he would go on a, on a on the boat. And when they get hungry, they'll eat his, the statue. Because it was their god, they used to worship it. And then when they get hungry, they'll eat their god. And so he would mention that. Why though? He's mentioned it to show how stupid it was. Shirk, how shirk it is. So when there's a benefit, if there's a benefit and a need for it, then it's different. Like in someone just saying it just to put it on YouTube, say, yeah, I used to do this and now I've changed. This and that, that. There's some of this needs to be looked at in terms of the, what's the benefit and the harms for it. Whoever does it, he commits, he comes under this ayah. Whoever mocks, then he comes under this ayah. Thalith, al farqu bayna namiyyatu wa sayyah, naam. Al rabi' al farqu bayna al afu al-lidhi yuhibbullah wa bayna al ghilwati ala adailah. The difference between being soft and forgiving that Allah loves. And being harsh against enemies of Allah. 
And some people they say you have to always be, always be soft, always just be soft, and you can never be harsh. When the Prophet ﷺ was harsh in this situation, right? He didn't speak to him. So there's a difference. And sometimes it's harsh. Sometimes you can be, you can be soft. And there's a problem that a lot of people don't understand that when it comes to in the, in, in 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 da'wah, when it comes to calling to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, there's situations for harshness and there's situations for being soft. Like in a lot of people, they don't see the difference, and they're harsh when it's supposed to be soft, and they're soft when it's supposed to be when it's supposed to be harsh. When the Prophet ﷺ, the companions, they didn't put their, they didn't put water on their ankle, on their on the heels properly for his wudu. They didn't do wudu properly. And Bukhari narrates in Kitab al-Ilm, يعني رفع الصوت, raising your voice because of knowledge. He says the Prophet ﷺ, he, he he raised he raised his voice. He said بأعلى صوته فقال بأعلى صوته ويل للعقاب من النار. Destruction will be to the heels from the hellfire. This highest voice he shouted at the companions to teach them. And sometimes the Prophet when the man, the Bedouin, he came and المسجد, he urinated in the corner of the masjid. And so the Prophet said, leave him, let him complete it. Let him finish urinating. And then he said, فنادى بدلوين من ماء فأهريق عليه. And so he called for a bucket and he was pulled upon it. He was pulled upon it. And so he was nice to him. And the Bedouin, the Bedouin man, he said, Allahumma arhamni wa Muhammad wa la taram ahada. Oh Allah, have mercy upon me and Muhammad. I don't have mercy upon anyone else. Because how merciful he was. And so the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, لَقَدْ حَجَّرْتَ وَاسِعًا You've restricted someone who's... who's, 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 who's you restricted someone who's very يعني, generous. Don't mean the mercy of Allah is generous. So the point is that there's time for this and that. And no doubt this is something that you learn from where. Where do you learn it from? Hmm? Ulama. Ulama, people of knowledge. And this is one of the reasons why you should take knowledge from the people of knowledge. Because you can't learn this from books. You can't, you cannot learn this from books. Sometimes you'll see a sheikh and you'll be harsh with someone. And sometimes you see a sheikh, the same, same person, he does something else, he wouldn't be harsh with him. He wouldn't be harsh with him. Why? You learn it from the scholars. And this is wallahi, one of the reasons why I emphasize to you, brothers and sisters, take knowledge from the people of knowledge from scholars. Don't go to people and يعني, just because it's on YouTube. Because he's got followers, because he's got this and that. Abedin. Take it from the people of knowledge, those who they've spent their life 30, 40, 50 years learning and teaching the knowledge of Islam. Right? If you're, if you're able to, wallahi, this, that's the best way. That's how you're going to be able to learn these kind of things. But someone who says you're too harsh and you're too soft, when he doesn't even know the difference between when you're supposed to be harsh and soft, يعني, this is a problem. problem. And this is, it comes from the people not learning from scholars. الخامس أن من العذار ما لا ينبغي أن يقبل. Sometimes you can't accept some people's excuses. والله تعالى أعلم. وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه ومتبعهم بإحسان لا يوم الدين.